BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And friends, thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here on VCY America. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that the things that have been rapidly changing in our country is not uh, getting us to a better place. I mean, violent crime and violence is off the charts. A spirit of division and anger has been escalating. Family breakups and severed relationships, all too common. Lawlessness abounds. And then you couple this with mental health issues like depression, suicidal thoughts. You combine this also with drug and alcohol abuse, political division, and national heartaches. Uh, It seems oh so overwhelming to us. Where do we turn to in such times? As we are a Christian broadcast network, we know very well that we are in a spiritual battle and that such a battle needs spiritual solutions. We so often, as you know, as a population, we look to the government to solve the problems and to solve the issues that are before us. But when is the last time you turn to the God of this universe? When is the last time you turn to his word? Scripture tells us that God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness but we do, do we know what's available? Are we aware of the wisdom, the guidance, the instruction that's found in his word? Are you in God's word on a daily basis? Well, today, VCY is launching the 2023 Bible Reading Challenge. And here to discuss this with us, we welcome Randy Melchert. Randy is a school administrator. He's a researcher. He's a consultant. He's a member of the VCY America Board of Directors and will be administering the 2023 Bible Reading Challenge. Randy, good to have you with us. Glad to be with you, Jim. So you heard my introduction. Things are not really getting better in this world, are they? No, and they've been uh, struggling for a while. In fact, uh, NBC News has asked the classic question, are things on the right track or the wrong track? They asked this question 205 times from 1995 to 2022, and 93% of the time people say, no, they're on the wrong track. Mm. Uh, What's fascinating is, I mean, generation-wise, the up-and-coming Gen Z tends to be on the lowest perspective. They're the most pessimistic about it. Uh, We're seeing external problems. I mean, violent crime that have been dropping for decades. You know, I mean, things like concealed carry and other things seem to have been affecting generational patterns. All of a sudden now, after about a 30-year drop, we're starting to see it potentially rise. According to the FBI, we're at a 10-year rise in violent crime. Hmm. And what's strange is that these aren't external issues. These are now becoming internal issues. What do you mean by that? Well, American Bible Society did their survey on stress. How much stress do people feel? And so they break it up by generation. You have your elders, those who are kind of the greatest generation, silent generation, and their stress level was ranked the lowest. The younger people get, the more stress they feel to where your boomers, your Gen X, your millennials, the new generation of Gen Z is feeling so much stress that one out of four Gen Z uh, members is identifying as having a mental disorder. That they are self-identifying as this, that there's there's an inability to cope with the world internally. Uh, was over in uh, Dubai at the Museum of the Future. They built this giant museum to show what the world could look like in the future. And what's fascinating is that their prediction, that they predict that by 2030, obesity, you know, we hear all this talk about obesity. It's going to be surpassed by depression as the world's greatest health risk. My, my. That they have built an entire floor in this Museum of the Future about, because, uh, I mean, the impacts that we're seeing, we're seeing suicide rising. When you add alcohol, drug-induced deaths, I mean, where people are literally killing themselves either by gun, by beer, by drugs. I mean, the amount of self-induced deaths from 1999 to now has tripled. Uh, The young people are unable to cope. And so now, I mean, we're seeing people that are, I mean, Dubai, their solution that they had in this museum was almost new age meditation. But this isn't the answer. We have an answer that God has given us to deal with the problems that we have. Randy, you've also done some research on issues like morality and belief in God as well. Uh, Tell us what you found. Sure. And this has been some of the interesting statistics. Pew Research Center, they do tons of of stats that this younger generation, what makes this younger generation different? Well, overall, 80% of Americans, no matter what generation they are, they believe morals and values are declining. Now, 
you know, this is interesting, the tie between people thinking the world isn't good and people seeing morality. You know, a lot of time today, we're told as long as it's consensual, it's okay. But for things to be good, people must be doing whatever this good is. Part of our problem is today, we don't know what is good. We don't know what it is or if people are doing it. But when we look at just aspects of it, is there a God who tells us what is good? The belief in just the existence of God is 30% less among millennials. Gen Z is starting to arise in these things, and we're seeing a lower impact from Gen Z. Uh, the percentage that identify as evangelicals is down 30%. Scripture reading is down 36%. Uh, prayer down 37% among millennials compared to adults as a whole. The importance of religion down 40%. Uh, what do we look to as the source for right and wrong? Is it found within religion? 40% fewer millennials than uh, your elders would say that. Church attendance is down 44%. Literalness of Scripture, you know, is Scripture, do we take it literally or is it just, you know, we're not sure what to do with it? Down 46%. Are you saying in, in Gen Z or overall? Th- this is millennials. Part of the challenge with Gen Z is because when you're serving, the oldest Gen Z, this new generation coming up, mm-hmm. is 25 years old. So for statistical purposes, you have to find people between 18 and 25, and you have to get them away from TikTok and from some of the other things. So, I mean, that's where millennials, we're seeing a trend going from your 65 plus down to 50, down to 30. The younger they get, we're seeing a wholesale rejection of the values that Americans took for granted. I mean, just listening to Bill Federer talk about that, that 93% of people identified as Christian at the time of World War II, we're seeing a massive switch. At the same time, we're seeing massive levels of anxiety that kids are saying, I don't know how to cope in a world. At the same time, they're saying, well, I don't believe in God. <laughs> so you're talking things like uh, Bible reading, church attendance, prayer, all of these disciplines that perhaps boomers and the older generations have have had a part of their lives. These aspects are then greatly absent? They're absent. And especially when you look at our context of it. Not just that these are disciplines being done, but does the Bible, for example, this is one of the questions that had been surveyed. Does the Bible contain everything a person needs to know to live a meaningful life? Does it, does it solve our issues or is it irrelevant? And uh, about 10 years ago, half of Americans strongly agreed with that statement. The last round of surveys that they did, 44% of elders, we're talking like senior citizens here, only 44% of them strongly agreed. By the time you got to Gen Z, Less than one out of every five Gen Zers said that the Bible contains everything a person needs to know. We're seeing just a rejection of things that had been taken for granted in America by this new generation. And as a result, you're seeing these impacts that kids are having levels of stress that they cannot cope. And they are literally killing themselves with alcohol, with drugs, with suicide. What's happened? What's happened with them there that caused such a shift? Well, and that's that's where we're we're seeing this correlation that as they are rejecting it, and sadly, you know, what's what's sad is when we can look at some of the demographic levels mm-hmm. among senior citizens. Uh, there's a stat a while ago that showed maybe 35 percent of senior citizens identified as white evangelical Protestants. What was interesting though is when we look at the next generation, that number was down to 17 percent. So specifically within white evangelicals, only half of their kids, assuming you had normal amounts of reproduction and family growth, only half of their kids identified as Christian and the other half, well, we're starting to blend away. Then you take it down to a third generation and you're down to about 7% that we're seeing almost a half-life in Christianity circles, at least people that claim to be a Christian, that there's something in their conduct that half of their kids are, are moving away from the faith. Now, people like Ken Ham and such have written many of the books like this, but one of the fascinating things is when you actually ask people, well, do you read the Bible on their own, that what we're finding is that the group of people that are least likely to read the Bible on their own, not in church, because in church, everybody, you know, you got your pew Bible, pastor says, turn to a verse, but half of the people, the group of people least likely to read their Bible at home is white men, that you have a demographic group that's been tracked in countless studies is the least likely to open a Bible at home. You're seeing kids who are growing up in families where their families go to church, their dad may be a deacon, but their dad doesn't crack the Bible at home. And many of them are wondering, well, why do, why should I care about the Bible? They start putting away. The next generation that's following them has no context with the Bible. And they're now in a world that without God, they are struggling to cope. 
And that's what's what's scary. So you see this three generation. I mean, you could even look at the Bible when you talked about the generation that came through the Red Sea, the generation that outlived Joshua, and then arose a generation that knew not God. Mm-hmm. We're seeing that here in America, three generations. Now we are entering Gen Z that, you know, they've they've been turned off by some of the hypocrisy of their parents and grandparents, and they are struggling to cope with this world. Randy Melchard is with us here today, and uh, we're discussing, yes, the conditions of this world, but friends, we're not going to stay mired down in in uh, in the pit here. We're going to talk about some solutions as well. But Randy, it's really startling when you talk about the number of people who claim to be evangelical Christians who are not engaging with Scripture. And this was one of the more surprising aspects. Uh, one of the, you know, people ask their surveys, well, how, ma- are, how many people read the Bible on a daily basis? And, you know, the numbers were 11 to 13 percent from Barna and American Bible Society. We thought, you know, those numbers seem a little high. We found a secular source we're looking at. They pulled it. Those numbers were closer to 9 percent. That means that one out of every 11, just Americans on a whole. But, you know, we're not expecting Americans as a whole. We want to know what does it look like within the church? Well, that's where the numbers looked a little scarier. The numbers that we have is that only one out of five church-going people Read the Bible on a daily basis. Wow. That when you look out at your church congregation, maybe you have a couple hundred people in church, and only one out of five of the people, not just who are out there in the world, but who take the time Sunday morning, load up the kids in the car, that they're reading the Bible on a daily basis. And if you talk to any pastor out there, ask, ask a pastor, hey, how many families are you counseling that are on the verge of divorce? How many teens are you counseling that are struggling with severe issues, with addictions, with behavior issues, with deep sin. We're seeing huge problems in our churches. And at the same time, only one out of five are reading the Bible on a daily basis. Uh, And that's one of the issues was just on the daily basis. The other problem we have is that the method of how people are reading the Bible. Uh, This was one of the funniest things that, I mean, it would be funny if if we were looking at it in one way. But the sad part is, how do people read the Bible? All right. This was, you know, it's not enough just to be able to open the Bible each day. You know, the sad thing is 17% of people say that, well, they flip it open and read where my eyes land. Wow. I mean, you know, God can use that. We we hear on Unshackled, great testimonies of Mm -hmm. God used it where, you know, people are praying, hey, God, help me. I mean, we're seeing unsaved people who they have a Bible and they're just praying to God, God, where do I begin? God, can you do anything? But the sad part is we have Christians, born-again Christians, who, well, if we're going to open it, we'll just flip it and see where it lands. Uh, 30% of people say, well, I, only, I look up things when I have a need. Well, you know, as we're seeing, the problem is by the time you realize the need, it's usually too late. You know, God wants us to have a relationship with him on a daily basis throughout the year. He's given us a book that we can be reading all of it that there are treasures in it to be dealing, that as Christians, we should be believing. And as we dig into it, the Bible is sufficient for every area of life. Randy Melcher with us here today. And friends, we're talking about introducing to you a Bible reading challenge for the new year, 2023. And in our next segment, we're going to be getting more into this and uh, learning about the effects of reading the Bible and, and what is hindering people from doing so. Why are they not reading the Bible? And also we'll be sharing with you a plan that you can put into place to uh, make the scriptures a part of your daily life. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. We'll be back in just a minute. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and creation researcher with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, is any progress being made in cloning attempts? Chris, there is a lot of work in cloning going on these days, but all is not so rosy in clone land. Often when clones are born, they exhibit diseases which normally are restricted to older specimens. For instance, Dolly the sheep, the first mammal cloned, died of old age about the same time as her mother died of old age. Recently, four cloned pigs all died of old-age-related diseases within six months of being born. This should make us stop and think before cloning humans. Are we going to have elderly babies? It's not really known yet. There are a lot of good reasons not to go ahead with human cloning. This is just one of them. It's best to go back to Genesis and recognize that humans are created in the image of God and therefore deserve protection. 
visit our website at www.icr.org. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Randy Melchard, our guest here today with a Bible reading challenge for 2023. Talking about uh, the sad conditions we are in as a nation, but uh, it doesn't rest just solely in the nation, Randy. What you're pointing out, this is in the church, and uh, the issues we like to talk about are outside there, but no, they're really coming from within the church, and that means within individual families as well. It is. And I mean, so many of these challenges that, that we're dealing with, you know, I mean, this this impact of stress and of anxiety, you know, Isaiah 26, 3 says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed mm. on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Psalm 56, 3, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. You know, this is biblical teaching that affects us. I mean, you know, the Bible isn't just a dusty book that was written thousands of years ago. This is truth for today. And the problem we have is we're not engaging with it. Yeah. And that's all it takes is just, you know, sometimes just pulling it off the shelf and starting to read it. But, I mean, that's where, as we were going through that, I mean, the scary part, when we were talking about reading it through entirely, less than half of all church-going evangelicals have read through the Bible even once. You mean from cover to cover? From cover to cover. When you go through church, according to the statistics that they've gone out there, only half of the people in your pews have read the Bible even once. Now, all right, reading it once is good, but I mean, we should mm-hmm. be continuing to read through it. Now, I mean, we're not we're not saying that it's the only way to read through the Bible. You know, that there's great ways to vary it up, you know, do a deep book study. But we should be on a regular basis reading through the entire Bible regularly. Even worse, you say, okay, well, how many have read through it more than once? One out of four. That when you look out at, at your church on Sunday morning, only one out of four people in the pews have read through the entire Bible more than once. Mm-hmm. And we're wondering why we're struggling with so many issues. What are some of the effects of reading the Bible? Well, this is what's fascinating is when we see some of the effects of it, all right? What we found, back to the Bible, they had their Center for Bible Engagement. They found that people who read or listen to the Bible at least four days a week are 228% more likely to share their faith with others. Hmm. You know, I mean, sometimes we wonder, well, I, I wish I could share my faith more. Well, part of it's you gotta got to know what you want to share. Uh, discipling others, 231% more likely. Memorizing scripture, 400% more likely. But there was also some things that were less likely. Getting drunk, 57% less likely to get drunk. Sex outside of marriage, fornication, 68% less likely. Pornography, 61% less likely. Gambling, 74% likely. That as you train your heart to seek God's word, Mm -hmm. it has effects in your life. Those those spiritual disciplines that we think of as good things, being able to share our faith, being able to witness, become easier. Those things that keep us from living a life that God wants to live, we're easier to stay away from. That this is some of the impact that we have. Is there a desire? Do people have a desire to read the Bible? Well, this is this was one of the fascinating things that so many interesting stats that were in the statistics that, strangely enough, half of Americans want to read the Bible more. They, they they ask this question, do you wish that you read or listened to the Bible more or not? Over half of Americans say, yeah, I wish I read it more. Even, even Gen Z with all of its problems, 50% of Gen Z wishes they read the Bible more. But, you know, then they say, well, okay, so why don't you? Well, you know, a bunch of different reasons. Top reason, well, I don't prioritize it. Some people say, well, I don't have enough time. Uh, there was a great quote that said that one of the great uses of Facebook and of Twitter at the last judgment will be to prove that it wasn't a lack of time mm-hmm. that kept us from reading the Bible, that kept us from prayer. You know, I mean, sometimes, you know, we think of all the different excuses. They said, well, maybe maybe the Bible's just too big. Less than only like 7% of people said that. You know, well, maybe people are reading other spiritual books. Only about 5% said that. I don't own a copy. You realize only 6% of people have that? We're in an interesting position where most people have a Bible. Right. We, everybody has access to it on their phone. The real issues that we found, uh, they, they, they asked for some free-form responses. Okay, so why aren't you reading the Bible? Well, my own lack of priorities and not scheduling a special time to do it. Uh, crazy schedule. I'm feeling inadequate. Uh, confusion about Christian behavior. You know, you got hypocrites that maybe bother you. Somebody says, I guess getting too busy, but really that stems from a belief system that does not really believe 
how important God is in my life or just how vulnerable I am with Satan. Here are some of the more interesting practical aspects. Somebody said, well, being alone and doing it. You know, other people engaged in studying the Bible, it's key to me being an active Bible reader. That's like, well, I'm alone. I need I need some fellowship. Encouragement, you know? yeah. They need encouragement. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people, and accountability. Accountability, exactly. Somebody else says, well, I don't know what to read or study. I don't have a purpose or direction. Uh, fascinating thing with Gen Z. So, I mean, here it's just Gen Z that this this group that's so different in so many areas, they said, well, you know, not enough time was one of the reasons, but the biggest reason that was given is, well, I don't know where to start. Hmm. You know, well, hey, the Bible, you know, it's it's interesting. It's It affects a lot of things, but where do I know where to start? In fact, somebody said that. I think one of the main issues, I don't always know the best way to go about reading the Bible and having it apply affect my life. This along with time and energy, however, you know, they realize, no, these are good, just excuses. That's where we're realizing, like, there's still an interest but it's, hey, how do we help accomplish people with the excuses? Now, we've, we've, we've helped challenge people in the past. And what we find is that there's, there's a large number of people who've told us that they have tried for decades to read the Bible, but they're, they're struggling. I mean, the, I remember who was it, a speaker at, a, at a, one of the prayer breakfasts who says, yes, I, I try to read through the Bible every year. I've read the book of Genesis more than any other book in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. This is where we have an opportunity to help people change and help people read through the entire Bible in 23. So, Randy, the problems can be overcome that are hindering people from reading the Bible. And uh, we are launching for 2023 the Bible Reading Challenge. Tell us about it. Well, the Bible Reading Challenge is where in just 15 minutes a day, you can read through the entire Bible in one year. Now, a lot of people, they say, I've tried it before and I've failed. All right. You know, a lot of times, you know, we open up a Bible, we start in Genesis and it's great. We read about creation, the flood, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, mm-hmm. Moses, and then they're wandering around in Exodus for 40 years. And too many, too many Christians have been in Exodus for 40 years. What we have is a special arrangement with Tyndale, I believe, that has been producing the one-year Bible. This is a different form of Bible. No, it's the same text, still the King James Version, but it's rearranged. Each day, you start the book and it starts with January 1. Uh, it's a little bit different laid out. This isn't going to be like your pew Bible where you're going to go turn to Genesis or to Exodus. You open the book and it starts at January 1 mm-hmm. and you have a passage from Genesis as well as a passage from Matthew and the Psalms and the Proverbs. Part of it we find is that, you know, it's easy to get bogged down because there's so much, so many different literature genres that we're not familiar with. You know, the the genre of genealogies isn't something, you know, we normally study unless we're on Ancestry.com. But the key here is where we can mix from the Old Testament, from the New Testament, the Psalms, the Proverbs, you know, that when we get caught up in some of the Levitical realizations, you know, hey, instead of getting bogged down, let's just do one chapter from Leviticus and then let's pick up in John. Let's pick up in Psalms, in Proverbs, where each day we can understand the story where people were looking forward to the birth of Jesus when we can see when Jesus came, when we can read from the psalm book, the hymn book of Israel, and picking up wisdom from the wisest man who ever lived as he was inspired by God, a well-balanced diet each day to help us read through the Bible. Friends, I've got a copy of the one-year Bible in front of me here, and indeed, uh, it's put out by the calendar. So January 1, uh, it says January 1 right here in the Bible, and then you read the passage of Genesis 1-1 through Genesis chapter 2, verse 25, and all the verses are right there. You don't have to go find it in another Bible. It's all right here. And uh, again, this is a King James Version. Uh, then uh, after you've finished that portion of Genesis, then you're reading Matthew chapter 1, verse 1 through chapter to verse 12, and that's all laid out there. And then also you have uh, Psalm 1, 1 through 6, and Proverbs 1, verses 1 through 6. And Randy, if, if people follow this, go day by day, then there's January 2 with the next portion from Genesis, Matthew, Psalms, Proverbs. A person is going to read through the entire whole of Scripture within a single year and do it really in a systematic way. They, they can. And the exciting thing is people have done this. Uh, five years ago, we we talked about this. And at the end of that year, we started getting emails from people. Somebody had said, wrote in, they said, I'm so happy I joined last year. I did not miss one day. I finally can say I read the entire Bible. Hmm. No feeling of guilt missing many days as I did in the past. In years past, I'd read through the New Testament and skip around throughout the Old Testament. God is good. I just bought my son the same Bible, praying he will be as blessed. I mean, we heard from people. This was one of the most amazing emails we got. I am 73. This was my 
first time to read completely through the Bible. My husband and I did this together. We both are extremely grateful for your support. What we realized is that we want to give you the tools. All right. This is the best tool. You know, you get, you know, a lot of churches give out kind of a Bible reading printed schedule and you get a sheet of paper and, you know, but then you got to turn to all the pages. This is laid out. There's no turning all the pages. You just look for January mm-hmm. 1, and it's right there. Friends, we've got uh, multiple copies of this one-year Bible, and uh, we've worked out arrangement with the publisher. The This normally retails for eighteen ninety nine plus shipping on top of that. But uh, through Crosstalk, we are making this one-year Bible, and again, this is the King James Version. Uh, we're making the one-year Bible available for donation of just $15, and this includes this includes the shipping to you. And uh, this is such where we'd like to encourage you to get a copy for yourself if you've never read through the scriptures before. It's laid out in just a very easable, easy, workable way. And uh, you can put a bookmark in if you want to, so you know right where to pick up for the next day or just look at the calendar. It'll tell you what day and uh, the passages that you're going to be reading right there. And uh, so we do have this available through Crosstalk. Uh, it's available in several different ways. Uh, you can go to vcyamerica.org. Uh, you may call us at 1-800-729-9829. And in just a moment, Randy is going to tell us about another website where not only will you have access to obtaining this, but also much more support there as well. But again, the number is 1-800-729-9829. Uh, you may want to get a copy of this one-year Bible for every member of your family, your sons, your daughters, your your in-laws, perhaps your parents. Maybe you've got a coworker that uh, you know would benefit from this. Maybe you're discipling somebody and looking for means to help them, and uh, you can obtain the one-year Bible. Again, a donation of $15. We'll get this mailed off, Lord willing, within one to two business days uh, that will get it out to you so that uh, you'll have it uh, just as soon as possible. And a donation of $15 or more, vcyamerica.org or 1-800-729-9829. But there's more. And that is, Randy, that uh, you have provided a, a special website that is set up for this as well, where our listeners can actually engage with encouragement coming their way through the Bible Reading Challenge. Uh, so tell us about the website and what's available. Sure. The Bible Reading Challenge is the website. And what's nice about this, we realized one of the big challenges people have is, you know, when you get stuck in Leviticus, what on earth are they talking about? All of a sudden they're reading numbers, they're talking about mentions and dimensions. We have a daily email to help address some of those difficult Bible readings, some of those verses that stick out that have been set to music. What's nice is that we can be able is that we provide the links so you can actually have some of these verses that are set to music that you can be meditating on those verses throughout the entire day. We were able to link you to some of the images where you read about the tabernacle instead of just reading about it. Here's what some of the artist depictions of what this looks like. Each day you get an email that helps pull out just some of the different things that maybe perhaps these are the supposed Bible contradictions that skeptics talk about but help to address the difficulties, perhaps some things that are unclear. Uh, when we get to some of the prophecy parts, our, our good friend Jimmy DeYoung points out some of the different things that you know may seem a little difficult where we can link to commentaries and resources through the Bible Reading Challenge website. Okay, and that's BibleReadingChallenge.org. Yes. BibleReadingChallenge.org, and uh, friends will tell you more about it in just a moment. This is Crosstalk on VCY America, and uh, maybe you have never read through the whole of Scripture before, but uh, this will be certainly a tool put into your hands to help you do just that. We'll be back with more discussion after the break. This is Crosstalk. Often, the sounds of traditional Christmas carols are missing this time of year. The secularization in our society does not want to recognize those carols which point to the Christ of Christmas. VCY America is making available Sounds of Christmas, Volumes 3, 5, and 6. The various selection of Sounds of Christmas features the music of the season as played by Vic Eliason on the digital piano, Hammond organ, and Allen organ. Songs like Go Tell It on the Mountain, O Little Town of Bethlehem, and Joy to the World. These instrumental CDs are perfect for playing in your home, office, or car throughout the season. Each volume of Sounds of Christmas is available for a donation of $6 each, or all three for a donation of $15 to VCY America. 
Call 1-800-729-9829 and have a Merry Christmas. The Bible Reading Challenge 2023. You know, every afternoon we gather, ladies and gentlemen, we talk about the issues, the challenges, the concerns, and uh, we look, how can we make a difference in this world? Well, we've got to start with the basics here as well, and that is getting into God's Word. Randy, when we talk about the need for wisdom in this world and instruction, we're going to find that in Scripture as we go to it. I mean, we, the Scripture says, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And we know that we're looking for guidance, we're looking for direction, but are we going into God's Word to, to find it? And that's where the book of Proverbs sticks out. You know, so many of these things that are that are hidden in the Old Testament. You know, it's it's nice to read the Gospels. You know, we love hearing the stories of Jesus. You know, maybe we'll skim through some of the epistles, get a little bewildered by Revelation. But throughout the Bible, you know, what's so ma- amazing is that in every book of the Bible, this is God's story for us. Uh, Woodrow Kroll wrote, uh, wrote just a great piece about it saying that the fact uh, that that he was talking about this, that this is an incredible opportunity that we have. Woodrow Kroll says, I remind you that God wrote a book and he only wrote one. I wonder if what we'll say to him at the judgment seat of Christ if he asks us, did you read my book? I mean, one time in your entire life, did you read my whole book? Wow. That there is just truth in every part of it. No, some, some parts may be a little more drier, but... Throughout the Bible, where you find so many nuggets of God's truth that we try to point out and encourage people to read, and that's what's so great about the one-year Bible. Yeah, I, I think of uh, Romans fifteen four. It says, "For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope." And so, what we see written aforetime in the, the, the writings of the Old Testament and and so forth, uh, they're there for a reason, Randy, and they all point for us for that hope. That blessed hope, you know, certainly that we have in Jesus Christ, because the old does point to the new. It does. And as we read back and we wonder about the New Testament so many times that Jesus kept quoting it. When Satan tempted Mm -hmm. Jesus, Jesus quoted the Old Testament, that this was what was used. I mean, when we read in Hebrews and Romans where Paul's building his case, he's quoting from the Old Testament where we can get the context and realize what was God's entire plan through history that resulted in, as we're approaching kind of the, the Christmas season here, that was came to the birth of his son. All Scripture, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable, we're told that, uh, for doctrine, reproof, for uh, correction, for instruction in righteousness, uh, that the man of God might be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So uh, God's Word tells us what is right, what is not right, how to get right, how to stay right, and in the culture in which we live today, that's really what we need to know. It is. And that's where, I mean, this is a great opportunity, not just with the print one-year Bible, mm-hmm. but as we're talking with with our online forum. When you go to the VCY America website, Crosstalk America, you'll see the link, one-year Bible. You'll see the link, sign up for the daily emails at Bible Reading Challenge. What we found when, when the last time we did this, there was a few elements of it that we wanted to make sure that we have a fail-proof plan to help people break through decades of struggle to where they could read through the entire Bible. One was having an easy-to-use Bible. The one-year Bible is great because you're not having to go search for each passage. It is it is the easiest way to use. March 3rd, just look at the front covers. You're flipping it through. It's the top of the page. It says March 3rd. You can start right there. Second, we found was having just the daily reminder that subscribing to our email list every day you get an email where if you need the passage, some people, hey, they like it just on their computer. Or you're you, traveling. and, and You're traveling. Mm-hmm. You need a backup. You know, maybe somebody borrowed your one-year Bible because, you know, we find from people here where they end up giving them to friends because their friends are asking about mm-hmm. it. But where you get a daily email that you can click on the links, read through the passage each day, where you get some of the description, where it deals with some of the topics. But then we realized adding an accountability feature. No, not where, you know, we're going to stand up in church and, you know, shout your name out from the pulpit. But what we found help people was a daily, a weekly email that we would send out Sunday afternoons and say, hey, over the course of the last week, did you read through every day, most of the days, some of the days, none, got behind, but I caught up. Each week we would just send out an email and just say, hey, just, just one question survey. And people would click the link and we were able to track the responses to it. So just our, our threefold system, an easy-to-use Bible reading, not even a plan, but just a full laid-out one-year Bible, a daily email 
to help nudging you each week. And then at the end of the week, the follow-up aspect. And this combination, we have been able to see just incredible impact. I mean, we got an email from somebody, what a blessing the when we did in 2018, the 2018 Bible challenges been to me. I read through the entire Bible for the first time. Mm. They talked about the daily encouragement emails made a huge difference for me and staying on track with my daily reading commitment and helped me understand so much more of what was I reading than when I read the Bible on my own. Reading God's words of truth regularly is helping me with my walk with Christ. I've been praying and talking with Jesus, our Savior, much more than before I started and now completed your Bible challenge. The more I learn and understand about the Bible, the more I want to continue to study so I may grow my relationship with Jesus and know enough to be able to share the gospel truth with others. Wow. wow. Well, again, friends, it's available, and uh, I would commend to you the the website BibleReadingChallenge.org. That's where you can go and sign up for the daily emails. And um, there's no cost for this, friends. There's no cost. Uh, you can actually participate in the program and not even obtain the Bible. You can, the, the website, the, the emails that you get will even give you a link to the actual scriptures that you can go to, look up, and read it online. Uh, the, the Bible is very handy, of course, to sit in your favorite chair and, and open it up on a daily basis. But BibleReadingChallenge.org, and we'd encourage you to sign up for the daily email. It is, again, it's free of charge. You're not solicited for contributions through that. It is there for ministry purposes and to help shed a little bit light on that day's scripture reading and uh, certainly to encourage you along the way here for the year of 2023. Now, there's one other aspect to this, and we'll open phone lines in just a moment. Randy, if if somebody would start in the middle of a month or the middle of the year, it's okay, because with the, 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 the Bible as it's laid out, you start on whatever day on the calendar, and you just read from that point forward and, you know, into the the coming year, it's you're going to still read through the entire Bible. You will, and it's a great paperback Bible. You know, sometimes you know it's nice where I can be able to mark the year of it, mm-hmm. where you can go through it again and again. Marks the year, mark the notes. You know, some people there, you know, you have a be- you've gotten a beautiful Bible, and you feel maybe a little awkward about handwriting in that. This is what's nice of having a paperback Bible that's beautifully mm-hmm. laid out, beautiful cover. Tyndale's just done a gorgeous job with the cover. But where you have the opportunity on each day, there's kind of a little bit of a header for the date that you can scribble a note, scribble a prayer request, uh, make some, you know, underline some of the words. Perhaps, you know, you don't feel comfortable underlining uh, maybe the, the gold-edged Bible that you have, but being able to underline, have just kind of a working copy of it. This has been just incredible impact tool. I mean... I know of people that they're able to have, they have a, they have an office and they have a few of them in their lobby just to be able to offer to people. And that these, this is, it sticks out enough mm-hmm. that people are, are curious. They are searching. And this was just amazing what some of the statistics was showing that there is just this anxiety. There's a search for meaning in this life. And the sad part is, is we're, we're now almost in some cases, generations removed mm-hmm. from a born again church heritage that, the Bible is fresh and new to people. Yeah. This is a great opportunity to share with others. Well, friends, we'd like to open our phone lines for a couple reasons, or a couple purposes, I should say. First of all, for those who have read through the Scriptures and can just attest to the the benefit and the blessing that it's been to you, uh, we invite your phone calls. Uh, but we also, uh, perhaps some of you said, you know, I've got hung up, I've tried before, and, and uh, you know, I've gotten stalled, needing some help with this. Uh, we welcome your phone calls here as well. Uh, or for those of you saying, hey, I want to pick up this challenge here for uh, the new year. Pick up your phone, give us a call, our number 800-733-9829. That's our number to crosstalk today, 800-733-9829. Those who have read through the Bible uh, completely and you can attest to the impact that that has had on your life, uh, would certainly love to hear from you. Uh, maybe you participated in our Bible reading challenge from five years ago and uh, can attest to how it was a help and blessing to you as well. But we know we've got so many, many more new listeners since we did the last Bible reading challenge. And uh, so we are instituting it for this year of 2023. Our number to crosstalk, 800-733-9829. And uh, let me also just mention, if you'd like to obtain the one-year Bible, uh, we're making it available, a donation of $15. It normally retails for $18.99 plus shipping. But that $15 is including shipping, so we can get it into your hands or multiple copies. Uh, You can call our switchboard 1-800-729-9829, 1-800-729-9829. 
729-9829. Go to the website. Uh, you can order at vcyamerica.org, uh, but to also go to BibleReadingChallenge.org in order to uh, sign up for the daily emails, BibleReadingChallenge.org, and uh, you'll receive the, the, the daily email with information on that day's Bible reading and encouragement, and yes, even accountability at the end of the week. Again, that's BibleReadingChallenge.org. Well, let's go to the phone lines. We're going to begin with Greg in New Richmond, Minnesota. Greg, you're on the air. Yes. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank uh, Randy for his ministry. Um, and I don't believe, I mean, I may have read through the whole Bible, but I don't know, and it's something I think I need to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a, a weekly Bible study. We're going through all Paul's letters. And it's just such, it, it's encouragement. And yeah. in a world we live in today, it gives us hope. You know, it gives us hope for a future. Right. Right. That's, that's not found in this world. Well, I appreciate your call, Greg, and um, perhaps this will be the mechanism to put in place where at the end of 2023 you can say, I have read through the Bible now. Yes, exactly. Thanks for the call. Yep. Uh, Barry in Milwaukee, you're on the air. Yeah, um, I I try and read the Bible one year at a time, and it's like the only time I'm at peace with myself, but I believe there are 1,120 chapters in the Bible, and that works out to 3.25 chapters a day. It is a worthy discipline if you can keep that up. It's uh, sometimes difficult, sometimes easy. And uh, I'm on my seventh reading of the Bible, mm-hmm. cover to cover, and I highly recommend it. Tremendous. Thank you Amen. for the call. And and Randy, that's what's nice laid out in this, because you've got the day on the calendar on here. And yeah, you can put a little check mark once you've done it. That you can, and it's just so helpful when you have it in your hand, physical print. Yeah, uh, one of the interesting stats that even even all the techie Gen Z generation, they still prefer a, a print Bible because mm-hmm. you know you can get you get so many notifications on your phone. Just putting your phone away, pulling out a print Bible where it's just you and God, fifteen minutes a day, and it can change your life. Yeah, and read through the entire Bible within a year. Uh, we've got uh, Josie next calling from uh, Sioux Falls. You're on the air. Hi, yes, I just wanted to share my experience reading through the Bible for the first time, and one thing that helped me was to read, like, a couple of pages from the Old Testament and then a couple of pages from the New Testament in that same sitting of the reading. So it really married it together, and and for me, the the struggle was really the Old Testament, um, and so reading the New Testament with it, it it sort of was, like, more, I don't know, spoke more to me personally. Well, yeah. good point. Thank you, Josie. And Randy, that's exactly what this does. Yes. And especially the Old Testament, it's it's a challenge for many. That's why, I mean, one of the things people have really enjoyed with our Bible Reading Challenge website is where we try to pull things out of the Old Testament, that there are so many of the aspects of it that, you know, that gets scary for people, it gets difficult. What's, what are they talking about? I'm all confused. But where we can point out, you know, what are they talking about? What are some of the different illustrations mm-hmm. we're able to pull from Matthew Henry, from so many different commentators to help illuminate what are some of the challenges that we have? Uh, just so exciting to read. It is. And uh, friends, I, I was telling Randy beforehand, I was just reading in Nehemiah this morning. And that's what they did as they proclaimed the word. They made sure, is there understanding? Is there understanding of the words that are being read here? And and uh, they had individuals who would do that. And that's what this email does, is to help give understanding to these passages. We'll be back with more of your phone calls right, right after the break. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Have you noticed all of the events that are converging at the same time right now? What is the statistical probability that all of these things would be happening right now at the same time? I believe it's a convergence of end-time events. The making of a one-world economy, the mark of the beast technology, the desire for world government, a world religion, the Jews returning to Israel in record numbers, The talk of a third temple, five red heifers now in Israel looking for a perfect red heifer to sacrifice and begin the purification process. Israel discovering massive amounts of natural gas and maybe gold. Israel surrounded by her enemies. Right there in Syria, you have Iran, Turkey, and Russia on her border. Then you have the Jews that are being prepared to be deceived looking for a messiah. 
We have the rise of anti-Semitism, the talk of global famine and plagues. All of this tells us the stage is being set for end-time events. Are you ready? Friends, our program today is one of encouragement, one of encouragement. We know we live in a dark world. How do we live in such times as this? And getting encouragement daily from the Word of God, uh, as Randy quoted earlier, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. How are we going to keep our mind stayed on him if we're not in his Word? And the Bible reading challenge is something to help propel you to do just that, even in these troubling times in which we live. And again, friends, we'd like to encourage you to sign up for the daily email at, at a very minimum. It's free of charge, BibleReadingChallenge.org, BibleReadingChallenge.org. We're making uh, the, this uh, Bible, it's a King James Version of the Bible, the one-year Bible, available for donation of just $15. That's including the shipping to you as well, and it's to get into your hands. There are those, no doubt, who would like to get multiple copies to share with others. Uh, you can do that by calling one 800 729 9829-800-729-9829. Uh, go to our website, org. The Bible Reading Challenge website will uh, be with you here through the course of the year. But uh, again, Randy, that uh, aspect of accountability is there at the end of each week as well. And that's what we tried to find was kind of a balance because sometimes, you know, there, there are churches that are very well-meaning. They give out to you a, a Bible reading checklist in last week of December, but it's, you know, you don't always have the follow-up. You know, mm-hmm. you don't always have a pastor texting you each week, hey, how are you doing on your Bible reading? Yeah. Other churches, you know, I mean, you know, some people are afraid that the pastor's going to get up in the pulpit and point them out, hey, you, have you read through your Bible mm-hmm. this week? But no, just a gentle reminder what we found each week that people are wanting to do it and just having Mm -hmm. a gentle reminder of the daily nudge, a weekly accountability of something physical in your hands to help you read through the entire Word of God. We've got Sharon in Friendly, West Virginia. Sharon, you're on the air. Hi. I just uh, wanted to call and tell you my experience, and I thought it might be an encouragement for someone else to read through the Bible. Uh, My friend and I read through the whole Bible on the phone. She read to me every day. Well, we sometimes we missed a day, and we just pick up where we left off. She read the whole Bible to me on the phone because we lived hours away from each other in different states. But during the time of this reading, she had her 91st birthday. Hmm. And the first time I read through the Bible was uh, right after I was saved, and I was in my 40s. I tried for years and years, and I couldn't understand. But after I was saved, I couldn't get enough. Well, Mm. praise the Lord. Thank you for sharing that here today. Randy, uh, and that brings up another component to this as well, where a person can click on the links through the daily Bible reading and actually hear it in audio as well. Yes. In fact, uh, we have our Bible reading group. Um, people like the Bible reading apps that they have out there. We have a group that's set up where each day you can get the mobile app. You can join our group. Uh, we've had some great friends. In fact, we have a friend in India who's even able to, who's been a great blessing pointing out different aspects, but people just around the world that have been part of our group. And the nice thing is, is I have it set up where on my commute to work, I can hit the play button and it will play through the entire audio aspect. Wow. Let's go to Linda next in Florida. Hi, Linda, you're on the air. Hello. I just wanted to say real quickly that about 20, it was in 2000, I heard a, a man, pastor, uh, Dr. Rutman, challenge you to read your Bible. He said, if you read five pages a day, you you will read the Bible through twice in a year. And I started that doing that in 2000, and I've done it every day since. And uh, uh, of course, I, I understand right division and the, and the perfect word of God in the King James, and it's just been such a blessing to me to have done that every day. I never missed a day. Hmm. And then my husband and my son have been doing that together for about four years. But anyway, I was just going to say how important your show is, and I really appreciate it. And and I just praise God for knowing that. God bless you, Linda. Thank you for the call Thank today. Thank you. Connie is next in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. You're on the air. 
Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a history buff, and uh, the Bible has opened uh, my eyes to the historical value, and I uh, go from the Old Testament to the New Testament and check the people and find the lineage. And I don't know if there would be anyone else out there who loves history, but it is a marvelous, marvelous book for that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And Randy, one of the things you do in some of the daily emails, there are some of the historical things that you bring out in this as well uh, uh, through artifacts that have been found and, and give validation even to what Scripture says. The archaeology aspects. There's, uh, we've done our trips to Chicago, and we're, you can actually go into a secular museum's and find the only known carving of an Israelite king, King Jehu. You can find Sennacherib's account of his battles with Hezekiah when Hezekiah faced an army of 180,000. All these things we read about in the Bible that are backed up by evidences in secular museums. And these are printed in these daily emails that go out as well. Fred in Milwaukee, you're on the air. Yes, hello. I I wanted to mention that I was involved with Judaism and church uh, organization activities, denominations, and read the Bible for over 40 years, and no one in all the places I've been to had ever asked me if I knew what is the gospel by which we are saved. And it says in the Bible, the natural man, woman, boy, or girl receives not the spiritual things of God, so you got to be born again like Jesus and Nicodemus mm-hmm. talked about. And I just mentioned 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4, but no one ever shared that with me. And I knew the scriptures, I knew the words, but I didn't know the original language. And so I got a hold of a J. Green Trilinear Bible to use that to understand the original language, because King James was written by half Roman Catholics and half Calvinists. Okay. Well, Fred, I, thank you for the call here and, and for your input. I'm so glad you're reading through the Bible. That's so important. And I'm cutting you short because we have 30 seconds left. I want to get one last call in. Brian, you're on the air. Yeah, this is Brian. I'm, uh, I really appreciate what you guys do. God bless you. And may the Lord Jesus Christ protect you. This is going to be my fifth year starting this Bible in that format. I've gotten some from other people in our church. It's a Lena Bible Church, Community Bible Church in Lena, Wisconsin. And mm-hmm. this has changed my life. By the day, week, and month, I read something, and I read something next year. I haven't seen it again. It is so important. It's just my reading in the morning and my devotions, but I study otherwise. Thank you so much for what you all do. Amen. Thank you for the call here, Brian, and a good way to end the program, Randy. That is correct. And join us, BibleReadingChallenge.org. You can get the one-year Bible there. You can get the emails. Sign up. Read through God's Word in 2023. BibleReadingChallenge.org. You may also uh, call to get a copy of the Scripture here at the King James Version One-Year Bible, 1-800-729-9829. Read the Bible. We know it will change your life. God bless you, folks. Thanks for joining us on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208, or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.